Welcome to the Dr. Pascal Podcast. Dr. Pascal Nguyen is America's integrative dentist. He will provide you with a weekly show to help you overcome, fix, and deal with some of your most serious health issues. The ironic thing is that most of the advice and tools he provides will not necessarily focus on your mouth. Dr. Pascal has built the nation's leading dental practice for treating general health-related issues by treating the mouth. Patients come from all over the world to have their ongoing health issues healed, and Dr. Pascal will do the same for you. Welcome to the Dr. Pascal Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dr. Pascal Nguyen's um, podcast. Um, I'm a, a biological integrative dentist in the Portland, Oregon area, but um, um, I'm also a naturopathic medical doctor, which um, makes me seek all things healing um, through the mouth, hopefully, but everything that's good for, for the health of a person. And um, our guest today, um, Liam, um, has some very interesting um, perspective on how you can have success, how you can um, um, be in a good place, really. Um, so, Liam, thank you so much for joining um, us on my podcast. Um, can you please um, give us a, a, an introduction and maybe tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Thank you very much for having me here. Um, well, basically, most of my life I've been consumed by the question, how do we get in our life what we actually get? In other words, why is our life the way it is? And I think if you really think about that question, you realize there's something going on that's not really related to all the goals that we set and the and the plans that we make, because most of the significant significant things that happen or very often they're unexpected you know for instance the person that you meet that you end up marrying or maybe the career or the job that you end up the path that you go down so I've, re I've really been um, questioning what what's really going on and I guess my own journey um, how I started to really hone in on this was I'd spent most of my life studying success and really going down the traditional path of you know, setting goals and trying to be the best that I could be, setting up businesses and, you know, really working hard at my career and and with all of the stress and struggle that that, that, that involved as well and um, became pretty successful. I had multiple businesses, was doing really well. But then in my mid-40s, I lost everything and I became homeless wow. and uh, ended up having to move in with my elderly mother and at that point, from then on, I was really questioning, well, firstly, why did this happen to me? Because I'd been to seminars around the world. I'd studied spirituality, self-help, read all sorts of books, and been really successful. But it was not on my goals list to, lo to, to lose everything, certainly, you know, relatively <laughs> in, my, in my midlife. But when I started to put my life back together things started to happen in quite a different way for me in the sense that whereas before I'd been really stressed and chasing after success and setting higher goals and trying to figure out what to do and what I needed to do and, and really pushing and, 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 and putting in a lot of effort, what seemed to happen after when I put my life back together was that, that really success seemed to come to me a lot more easily. In other words, I was doing things that I really enjoyed 
And a lot of unexpected things were happening from time to time that really, really improved my life. And what I noticed most of all was I was doing all the things I love to do. I was having a really enjoyable life, but I didn't have the stress and problems that I'd had before. Because before I used to think that stress and problems were an inevitable part of success and you just had to learn to live with it. And, and part of being successful was, you know, how you cope with problems. But all of a all of a sudden I noticed that I wasn't really having stress and problems and things were just falling into place. I was certainly putting an effort, but things were working a lot more easily. So I wanted to figure out what the difference was. And that really sent me on a on a new journey of, of research and discovery. And where I ended up, the conclusion I came to was that it really comes down to this machine we have in our head, our mm -hmm. brain, and that and how we use that, not necessarily what we do, but how we use it and the way we do it, that's what determines the results we get in our life. And so now what I do is I, I really share this information with people and I help them to understand how their brain works and how to use it in a different way and, and as a result get different results in their life as well. Okay, that that's fascinating. I I did see, you know, quite a bit of information. Well, can you maybe expound on, you know, it, it's 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 in your brain. It's how it works. It's like so it seems like, you know, for me that doesn't know there's a gap you know like okay yeah. it does happen in your brain but what is happening what what is causing that change and all of a sudden i i you know you're seeing i guess what what you're loving to do and then that translating am i saying that correctly <laughs> yeah well essentially what i realized about the brain is you know one of the things most important things i think we've all forgotten is that we are more than anything governed by natural laws, the laws of nature. You know, we, we're all trying to strive for success and we're all setting goals and putting in lots of effort and struggle. But if you do things the wrong way, it's a little bit like saying, well, I'm really motivated and I'm determined and I'm going to walk out that 10-story building and I'm going to go up into the air. Now, you know that no matter how much effort you put in, how determined, how motivated, how much you work on changing your subconscious mind or working on your beliefs or how much you pray or, what, or whatever goal you set for yourself, you're going to fall down because you're governed by the law of gravity. That is the overwhelming law that is determining what happens. Right. And so when it comes to our biological life or our own life, we are governed by the laws of biology. And if you were to ask any biological scientist, well, what is the purpose of life or what determines what happens in biological life, they will all tell you, well, life really only has one main purpose, and it's wired for only one thing overwhelmingly, and that is to survive. You know, every biological organism, its sole function is to survive. And remember, we're biological organisms as well, so that must be our function. But mm. the interesting thing about survival is that not only are we, is nature wired to survive, but it's designed to give itself the best chance to survive. And the best chance everything has of surviving is by being the best that it can be. And mm -hmm. as you would know, you know, science has a word for that, which is homeostasis, which is 
the optimal functioning of the organism. So when an organism is functioning at its best, then it has the greatest chance for survival. So on a very on a biological sense, we, along with everything else, are biologically programmed and designed to be the best that we can be so that we have the greatest chance for survival. And of course, being the best we can be means not just physically, but it means mentally and emotionally as well. In other words, being happy, being, you know, feeling excited, resourceful, creative, imaginative, feeling good about your life. That's actually our biological purpose, because that when we feel like that, we do all of the things, both physically and mentally, that give us the greatest chance for survival. So when I went down this path, I thought, well, all this makes sense. But then I asked the question, well, has nature provided anything for organisms to enable them to do this? Or, you know, and surely it has. It hasn't just thrown everything out on a on a and said, go off and be the best that you can be without providing a mechanism or some way of of it of it happening. And of course, nature has provided basically every organism with a machine to ensure that it is the best that it can be so that it has the greatest chance for survival. And that's a brain. And, mm. and in a very real sense, the purpose of a brain is not just to keep you alive, you know, and keep your heart beating and your and your organs functioning and all the process, physical processes functioning, but it's designed to ensure that the organism is the best that it can be, again, so that it has the greatest chance of, of, for survival. So for humans, that must mean that our brain is designed to ensure that we're happy, that we're being the best that we can be mentally and emotionally as well. So when you really take this um, line of thinking and logic further, you think, well, what about problems? Why do I have problems in my life? Why do I have stress and anxiety? And why aren't I the best that I can be? If this is my purpose and if my brain is designed to ensure that, well, again, there can be only one logical answer to that, and that is something you must be doing something wrong with this machine. Because if the brain is a machine designed with that purpose, then if there are problems and if it's not doing that, it must be being used the wrong way. You know, like a motor car, if you use it the wrong way, you're not going to get it's designed to do something in a very perfect and predictable way, which is to get you from where you are to where you want to go. But if it doesn't do that, if, if you don't have an enjoyable journey or if the if the engine is, isn't performing properly or if you have problems in the journey, then you, you would say, well, I'm not driving it the wrong way. There's something not, not hap happening right here. So all that comes down to is to understanding how the brain works as a machine, how it's designed to ensure that you are the best that you can be and therefore use it in the way that enables it to do that. And when you do that, Theoretically, and as I found when I back engineered what I'd been doing, what I was doing differently to create this new life without the problems and stress and doing everything I wanted to do, I realized it really was as simple as that. It was I was using my brain in a different way that was giving me, that was allowing it to do its job to give me a different result. So did you um did you have like one moment where you had this epiphany while these, you know, things were happening to you that you saw that it was that like a gradual kind of process? Well, I didn't realize it at the time, but when I back engineered what I'd been doing, because what I decided was 
I wanted to figure out what I was doing differently because I wanted to make sure I kept doing it. You know, <laughs> I thought this is going well and I don't want to mess this up. <clears throat> what am I doing differently? And if there was a moment, if you like, when the shift happened, and we can talk about why this is, and you, you, I'm sure you'll know a lot about this anyway, about biologically what this means. <clears throat> but the shift was when I ironically gave up and when I decided, you know, I don't know what to do. When, I'm, when I was in the situation, I had nothing. I thought, I, I reached the point where I said, I simply don't know what to do. I give up. I'm, and I'm not going to try anymore to try and figure it out. And what I didn't realize was that I moved my brain, and I teach them a model of for how the brain works that's, that's sort of more practical rather than scientific. But what I was really doing was shifting my brain from, be, from using one part of my brain to using another part of my brain. And that's the part that, that um, made things move in a better direction. Okay. So if I'm understanding, you know, you work hard, you know, before you had your, you know, your problems, you, you did kind of things by the book, like we normally do to have success, go to school, work hard. And, um, but you were using a part of your brain, which almost set you up for failure. And then when you figured that out, then you use the other part of, of your brain. And then not only did you start having success, but things were coming on their own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you, do you have, um, you know, when, when you go back, like what, like a specific example of that, that moment when like, I know you said that you um, you know, it's, there are hard things to, to talk about, you know, when you have failures, we, we try to stay away from failure. There, there is a, so you, you lost your businesses. Yes. Yeah. I lost everything. Yeah. Uh, what businesses did you have? Oh, uh, well, I had several businesses at, uh, at the same time, actually. I had, um, I've had 18 different businesses in my life. Wow. I've always been doing lots <laughs> okay. of different things. And, and so these were quite unre unrelated uh, businesses. One was related to um, tourism. I was living in, I'm originally from New Zealand and I was living in New Zealand at the time. And I had a tourism business and another retail business and uh, a couple of other small things. And yes, they just all, you know, amongst everything else, just disappeared. Wow. So that must have been a, a very, very difficult period <laughs> in, in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. But it, it's funny, you know, because um, people, if you really study people who have these um, so-called disasters happen in their life, very often they turn out to be, and it certainly was for me as well, one of the best things that ever happened because mm -hmm. it, it set me on a new path. And, and, you know, in a very real sense, and again, I think this is how our brain is designed to ensure, you know, our brain is at work while we're making other plans, if you like. Our brain has a plan for us. And part of the plan could be a so-called disaster in your life that turns out to be your greatest gift. And, mm. and, and, you know, because of that experience, that's what set me on the new path. And that's what got me really starting to experience things in a different way and in a much better way and be able to share it with other people as well and mm -hmm. even be speaking with you. So 
you know, it was wasn't fun at the time, but I look back on it, I'm really grateful that it happened. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, you you can be grateful, but I'm sure it was pretty painful at, at the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm... but it did give me a new perspective on, you know, when things don't go according to plan in your life, um, there is always a hidden gift in what what goes on, and I think you know it's. Again, it's part of how you use your brain to to be able to try and at least accept if you can't see it, because you don't have the the um, the gift or the sort of the advantage of hindsight when you're going through something. But you can accept theoretically anyway that maybe there's another meaning as to what's happening, why I'm going through this, and maybe I, you know it's something I'll be able to look on look back on and uh, see there was a purpose, a good purpose for it. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're you're helping a lot of people. You are uh, a speaker. You teach. You're you're an author, and 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 you're doing research. What kind of um, what kind of people seek you out? Uh, is there like a, a pattern or or all walks of life or? Yes, pretty much. But um, most of the people I help are people. Well, well, I do a lot of marriage and relationships coaching. That's initially one of the things that really got me interested in the brain and how it works oh. because one one of the things i was puzzled about was you know people would come to me for help with their marriage when it was in trouble and i had some good information and i and the and, and effective you know ideas and programs that would help people and 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 effective advice but what puzzled me was why some people got good results and other people didn't and it didn't seem to me when I started to really look at it, it didn't seem to be based on how much information people had. You know, some people would come to me and they'd read all the books and they'd been to done other courses and, and seminars and, um, you know, retreats and things like that. They'd done all sorts of things. They had a ton of information, but it didn't necessarily mean that they'd solved the problems in their marriage. Other, And it didn't seem to be anything to do with motivation either, because Virtually everybody who came to me was and is very motivated. And it's a big problem if, say, your husband or wife wants a divorce and you don't want it to happen. You know, you've, mm. you're really motivated to do something about it. So it didn't depend on that. And it didn't depend on prayer. You know, a lot of people would say they prayed, you know, very hard to try and heal their marriage. It didn't seem to depend on that. So it got me thinking, what does it depend on? And so that's what got me more interested to see the difference really was in how people were using their brain. And so now what I do, as well as marriage people to help them with their relationships, I mainly deal with people who are, if you like, frustrated entrepreneurs. They're people who've tried lots of things and they've achieved a lot of outward success, but they still have problems and stress in their life. And they still have that feeling that they're not really in control and that there's something missing. And that somehow, you know, it's almost like, is this all there is to life? They're Mm. missing an inner purpose. And what I've found is when, just like with me, because I was on that track of being the stressed entrepreneur as well, wondering what else do I need to do? How, you know, how many, how much money do I need to make? How, How many more goals do I need to set before I can be happy? I just want to be happy. I want to feel at peace. I don't want to have problems and stress. So I really help people to to really move from that place of stress and frustration to really getting a handle on their life and feeling like they're living their life purpose and really 
unlocking that feeling inside themselves that they are living their life purpose and that you know life is exciting and meaningful rather than being a bit empty if you like yeah that's um i mean uh, i i love that you know kind of growth mindset that 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 moving forward um i mean i've i've experienced a lot of the things that you're talking about with you know we have several businesses and we had some good some not so good but you know trials and it's very easy to get lost in 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 all this doing i don't know rather than being type of thing and so it's very very interesting what you're saying um liam what is what is a question that um either people ask you a lot or even that you wish people would ask you um to know either about you about what you do um i guess it's what makes you different there's probably uh-huh. people people ask me that question or think think that question and i think what makes me and the answer to that is what i'm really trying to help people deal with is getting to the core of who they are and expressing who they really are and living from a place of who they really are you know i think so much of the time many people um they either want a quick fix and then they <laughs> realize there's no such thing as a quick fix or they they have this mindset that you need to keep setting more goals you know and you need to figure out what your goals sh- should be and what they and what they are and you need to figure out a plan to achieve them but the, but the funny thing about goal setting goals is the reality is if you ask most people the truth what percentage of goals they actually ever achieve it's very very low you know i often ask people this and say you know what of the goals you've set in the past what percentage have you set that you've actually achieved is it 90% 100% and they say no and i say well is it 80% and the numbers keep going down i mean and it normally lands on about 2 to 3% of the goals that people set they actually achieve wow. and of those that they achieve they often say or realize that it doesn't make them that fulfilled anyway they've still got the problems they've still got the stress and they've still got the feeling that okay well i've achieved it and it feels pretty good for a while but what do i do next so what i do is is really the the focus is realizing that there's, that there's a part of your brain the part that knows the path to ensure that you are the best that you can be so that you have the greatest chance for survival it knows all of that stuff and it knows how to bring you everything you need to be the best that you can be so you don't need to figure it out and in fact trying to figure it out and trying to set goals particularly when you only achieve 2 to 3% of them anyway it's just not the way it works it's not an effective solution to really being the best that you can be so you need to find a different approach to rather than just hammering out another goal and setting out another plan and you know creating all that stress and struggle and trying to achieve it and it's that different approach that really brings the the fulfillment if you like mm. the you know and that that sense of Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm really starting to understand and feel like I'm alive. Um, when when people reach out for for your coaching or your classes or your programs, what your what's your favorite way to to help uh, out of those methods? 
Well, I have an online coaching program, and I and I think what's really effective about that is that it has audios that people can listen to over and over again. You know, mm. very often if you just have a, I find with one-on-one sessions, which I do anyway, but um, if someone can, and I know this works for me as well, if you can listen to something over and over again, rather than coming out of a, you know, a, a one-on-one session and thinking, well, what did they say? I can't quite remember it. <laughs> you can, no, yeah. you can, you can come back to it. So that's one of my, I really believe in this effective way of, you know, listening to, I have an audio program we listen to over and over again, and people say to me, oh, you know, it took me a while, but I, I finally get it, <laughs> particularly when what I'm teaching is quite different. It's not, it, it is a different way of paradigm, if you like, a different way of, you've got to start looking at things in a different way, other than this, I've got to set more goals, and I've got to struggle to achieve them, and I've got to overcome my failings and all of that. This is much more about letting go, if you like, you, mm-hmm. because the different part of your brain that that actually guides your life, I call it the creative brain, and, and it's a biological function, which is designed to give you and get you to take the actions that you need to be the best version of yourself. And usually they're very different. And this is where unexpected things like coincidence and luck and synchronicity start happening in your life. And you start doing things that you think, wow, I never, I never realized that would be something that I would enjoy. You know, where did that that come from? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to set goals and trying to figure it out, you're using the wrong part of your brain. It's very limited. And it doesn't really know what this other part of your brain knows, which is what you should look like and what you should be doing in your life to be be the best version of yourself. Is is this something that that is difficult for people to grasp when when you teach them? I mean, I know you just said that you know probably that's why we have to listen to it over and over and and. But is it difficult? Yeah, are there some people who just can't do it, and does it take a long time? <laughs> well, in in my coaching, the coaching program, quite a bit of the um, of it is is about understanding. Firstly, even the, what I've just been saying about our biological purpose is to survive and to be and to do that by being the best mm-hmm. that we can be, and we're controlled by natural laws which override anything that we might think is going on or anything we might try and control. Even just the awareness and understanding of that is actually quite a radical idea for many people. We've never been, never really thought about it like that, and yet it's so yeah. obvious. And it's the same with how your brain works, is that once you start to get exposed to these ideas and you think, that may, that's tr- of course that's true. That's so logical. It, it makes total sense. I don't need to rely on thinking, well, you know, maybe that's a good idea that I don't understand. I really understand that. It makes total sense. So I, I put some emphasis on understanding how your brain works because, and, and not in a very technical way, but in a very practical way, so that people think, yeah, that's right. I can understand that. That's really how it works. And when you understand something, that is a major step in towards doing doing things the right way. It's a little bit like driving your car. If someone comes along to you and says, well, actually, the right way to drive your car is not to stand behind it and try and push from behind and, and push it along to where you want to go and put in all the effort and, and determination. And, and when it doesn't go very well and when you get really tired, you don't say to yourself, well, you need to try harder or you need to be stronger or you're not, you know, you're not putting in enough effort. 
But if you realize that actually the way to drive a car is you just get in and you take the handbrake off and you turn the engine off and off you go, then you then if anyone was to come to you and say, well, you know, you need to get out and push it, you'd say, well, why did I do it like that? That's a ridiculous idea. Mm-hmm. So automatically you're going to start using your brain in the right way when you understand how it actually works. So that's a major part of the coaching. And then then from there on, it, it really becomes a question of saying, well, now that I understand how I should use it the right way and and it's obvious, is what's stopping me? from using it that way? What's left in my life that's preventing me from doing that? What blockages do I have? So that's the other part of it. Mm. So really, when people put this work, if you like, into the understanding, then it doesn't become an effort to do it because it's it's logical. It's why would you do it any other way? And then, mm. as I say, it's just about removing any blocks that are stopping you from, that where you say, well, why aren't I doing it the right way? Mm. I need to figure that out. And would you say that those blockages are kind of what led to, I don't know, failures or just things that are difficult, just in their inherent, like, not being part of the normal functioning? Or how would you explain that? Well, I think the thing is about blockages is about realizing that if you look around, and again, this is all based on biology, if you look around nature, the, the real world, and, and you start to observe it, you see nature is built on success. You know, somebody did, I, I read something recently, and someone came to the conclusion that nature, the natural world, is 98% successful. In other words, virtually everything in nature, every living organism, is being the best that it can be. You know, there's not, there isn't really failure in nature. This, you know, maybe a, a tree is planted in the wrong place or, you know, there's a storm happens, and and there's, so things don't go wrong, don't go right all the time. But they only go wrong in about two percent of the time. But somehow humans, we've got it round the other way. We're ninety eight percent unsuccessful, because there's probably only a very small percentage of the population who would say they feel like they're being the best that they can be. Most people, if you would ask them that, they would say, "Well, no, I don't really feel like I'm living up to my potential. You know, I feel mm. like I've got problems and." and things I need to deal with, and things aren't going right in my life. So, you know, this is very much about using it as a, from a biological basis to you to set, set your life up the right way. Okay, I understand that. Um, Liam, what are some of the, the projects that you are working on these days? What's exciting for you? What's coming up? Um. Well, I'm I'm working on a new book um, oh. based around my um, the the message I teach, which is called "Let Yourself Off the Hook." Because when you let yourself off the hook, what that really means is to stop trying to manage your life and achieve your goals through force and struggle. Because all that does is keep you stuck. Mm. And instead, you need to allow a different part of your brain to work, which allows your natural creative energy to flow through you. And when you do that, your brain literally leads you down the best, simplest, easiest, and most effective path to being the best that you can be. So that's that's sort of the theme of my work at the moment. My coaching is is shifting the brain. So I'm working on a book. I've got a, a new podcast that's um, recently launched. In fact, the whole website's a new website's recently launched as well. 
And on a personal level, well, I'm I'm really doing what I've been doing for the last uh, 12 years, which is just taking the next step and just um, seeing what shows up. And I've recently, about four months ago, finished um, a journey of eight years sailing around Europe on, um, wow. on, my, on a yacht. Did that for eight years with my partner. And we just a few months ago thought, well, we've done that. What do we do next? And so we sailed <laughs> the boat and, and now we pretty much live in a suit from a suitcase. And um, I think this is about the 10th country this year I've been in, um, wow. including a visit back to my homeland, New Zealand, for the first time in a number of years. So so really, you know, I talked earlier about goal setting and how it doesn't work. And what I find and what I have found for the last number of years is that if you just take the next step, the right thing will show up. Mm. And then you just work on that. And it's a much more exciting way of living than trying to plan your life out ahead 20 steps ahead. Wow. I admire that. That's wonderful. Um, what, um, when do you expect your book to come out? Is that something you know already? Or Oh, it's a, it's a way off yet. It's yeah, still in the <laughs> early stages. Okay. Can you tell us about your first book then? Uh, well, I've written a, a few books on... Um, oh mainly on marriage and relationships. The, the okay. last book was called Marriage Uncounseling. And that's really about taking a different approach to, to making a relationship work. Because again, most people who'd come to me would say, I'd ask them if they'd been to counseling. And, and unfortunately, most people had see, who had been to counseling told me it didn't really work for them. And uh, you know, often it made things worse. And this isn't to denigrate counselors, but but if you think, well, something's not really working, why isn't it working? So I'm in this book, Marriage Uncounseling, I try a different approach, which, which is why I call it uncounseling. It's really the opposite. Okay. Whereas with counseling, it's very much a focus on solving the problems. Um, marriage uncounseling is not focusing on the problems because part of the problem is what you focus on, you get more of. And if you're going to focus mm. on problems, what you trying to solve problems, what you generally end up with is you just keep getting more problems. So what you need to do is focus on something different. And that's what the book's about. That makes sense. I'm going to look that up. That's super interesting. Liam, where can uh, listeners find more about you and your work? Uh, well, everything's just on my website, which is just my name, liamnaden.com. It's probably okay. the best place to get hold of me. And I've actually okay. got a, a free mini course there as well. If people want to find out about more about how their brain works and how they can shift from the unsuccessful part to the successful part. And it's called how to unlock your success brain. Okay. And it yeah, is I... a, a very simple three-part process on how you can shift your brain to get, get it working for you rather than you working against it. Okay. I'm going to, I see that on your website on the upper right. Um, yeah, I'm going to look that up. That's super interesting. Is there anything else that Liam you'd like to add to uh, any final thoughts you'd like to leave us, uh, listeners with? Um, just if people are interested in this and think maybe there's something in this, just consider this for a radical idea. Life's not to mean life is not meant to be a struggle. Life is actually meant to be an enjoyable adventure where we're being the best that we can be, which means being creative, resourceful, imaginative, good things happening, not dealing with problems and stress, because problems and stress don't help us in any way to survive or thrive. 
in fact, they usually shorten our shorten our lifespan, mm. stress and problems. So yeah. they don't, they don't have a natural place in our life. So if people can just think maybe or sort of accept that the possibility that life is not meant to be a struggle, and we see this in nature, there isn't actually any struggle. You know, if you really look at a plant or a an animal or an insect, it's just living its life. It's not struggling. It's finding what it needs in every moment, mm. usually 98% of the time. So I think that's a concept that's worth really thinking about and mm. thinking, well, maybe if life's not meant to be a struggle, it's meant to be an exciting adventure, then maybe the only thing in the way of me experiencing that is I'm using this machine of my brain, perhaps in a way that's not right. I will tell you um, that that's very inspiring to me because um, I kind of pride myself on being able to tough things out, you know, work hard and things and um, to, to kind of try to grasp that you can actually enjoy and it's, it doesn't have to be. Um, I mean, it's, if it's possible, it's very, very inspiring. So I'm definitely going <laughs> to look up your things. and. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful that um, you took the time for us today. Um, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And um, I think that's going to help a lot of people. We'll support and pass your message for sure. Thank well, thank you, you very much for having me. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a great evening. Thank you. Can I ask you a quick question? Are we, oh, of course. Before we go? Of course. Um, you, this, this is off the... <laughs> yes. Um, you, you're you're an expert in health. Would you happen to know why I, I um, had a lo very long flight from New Zealand about two and a half weeks ago, and I've fe been feeling dizzy ever since. Okay. You know, any idea why that would be? It's it's just a bit of it is going away slowly, but um, um bit, is it jet lag? You know. Has has this ever happened to you before? No, no, no. And do you feel a dizziness like? Um, just sitting down when you stand up when you're walking any particular pattern that like that not really um it is noticeable when i'm sitting down it do, it's not so bad overnight but uh it's just a constant you know sort of and you feel your head spinning or no just, just a just a slightly rocky sensation and um, when you stand up, it's the same. It doesn't do it yeah. more or less. No. No. Um, you know, I mean, the first thing that would come to mind when you have long trips, uh, something as silly as being dehydrated, make sure you stay hydrated. And right. when I mean hydrated, um, don't just take a lot of liquids. Like you need to have electrolytes and minerals in your water. Otherwise, you're just diluting everything. But um, that could be something, um, you know, of course, fat fatigue and, um, you know, your circadian rhythm being affected. It, it could be something that, you know, is affected. I don't know how you've slept since um, all this time change. Um, one thing you can do for that um, is grounding. You know, if you just right. put your feet on Mother Earth, for 20 yeah. minutes in, in the new time zone, it'll help reset your circadian quick quicker, your okay. circadian clock a little quicker. Yeah. Um, 
Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some off things, you know, like when you're in the plane, you're more um, at risk of some infection. So if there's something going on in your ear, that's where your balance, you know, in your inner ear, you have your balance um, system there. There's an outside little chance that that may have been infected, but I don't, it doesn't sound like that to me. Mm. Um, you know, I, I would just look at the easy things first and make sure, you know, you, you do not underestimate good hydration and good sleep, getting back in your sleep rhythms. Right. Um, and, and then if that doesn't work, maybe have your ears checked for infections in there. Uh, it doesn't sound like that, but that's I where do have a sort of a slight fullness in one ear, you know, like, oh, a, well, okay. Yeah. Well, then, then it's possible that's where it's from. You may have, uh, so in the ear, there's a tube that connects from the ear to the back of the mouth called the eustachian tube. And you probably have a little congestion there, maybe from a slight kind of infection. I don't know if it's viral or bacterial. Yeah. Um, Will that so, go away sort of thing? Well, um doesn't sound serious you know but it's hard to say you know without actually looking and, and seeing the intensity um if your symptoms are seeming to decrease i think i think you're on the right path if it doesn't go away and seems to or get worse you, you know you need to have the ear checked yeah um if if i was to do that i would treat that differently like for me i would use um ozone we call it in ozone insufflation because ozone is like a natural disinfectant. It's a derivative of oxygen. And so it's not like a pharmaceutical antibiotic or something like that. And anyway, you wouldn't know in your ear if it's viral or bacterial. So, you know, you might be using antibiotics for nothing, whereas the ozone works for both. Okay. Um, hmm. Where well, you are, you know, in Denmark, I don't know how it is for that. Um, yeah. So maybe just you think it's nothing to be to be too worried about so far. I, I, I don't, you know, but I would follow it closely, and if it doesn't go away in a week or two or it gets worse, and I would definitely have it looked at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bit strange, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's the rest of like the rest of the things. You know, listen to your body. You know, it's strange, but what is happening, you know, but it does sound like you may have caught like a mild kind of infection in, in your, your ear canal and mm. um, that might be causing some kind of pressure or disturbance in your balance. And that's why you're feeling a bit of dizziness. Um, generally, it goes away, but, you know, I don't know about looking exactly, you know. Yeah. No, well, thank you very much. I'm sorry to throw that one at you. Oh, no, I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah. Happy yeah. to help in any way. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. Goes. Yeah, well, I'm going to sign up for your mini course. I'm I'm seriously very, uh, very motivated by that. It's very exciting. Well, thank you. Well, um, I hope we can stay in touch. I think you're with the two MM people, aren't you, as well? So I am, yes. You yes. found them good? Yeah, they've been very helpful, you know. I mean, I haven't had any comparisons, so I don't know. But, mm. you know, I've been growing, you know, for me, it's been good, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great, yeah. You they're too? Yeah, well, it's early days for me, but uh, they're, they're working me hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 
in a good way though it's good for you oh, absolutely yeah. yeah that's great yeah <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we'll keep, yeah. hope we keep in touch. And if I can do yeah, that, please. As well, I'll, I'll make sure I put a review on um, iTunes and things like that. But when the episode comes out, if you let me know, I can spread the word and, you know, tell everybody to all my network. Okay. We'll do. Thank Fantastic. you so much, Liam. Have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye.